Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rosie Recap. We are breaking down Katie's second episode of her season, and um, there's quite a few things to talk about, so we're just going to get right into it. We start with the guys coming into their mansion in New Mexico. Pretty nice, pretty nice. Um, then there's a little group date card, and we find out some guys are going to go on this group date and compete to see who is the greatest lover of all time, the gloat. The gloat. Is that mean they can, they, can, they can gloat about them being the gloat? I guess so. Mm. Yes, I know um, lover was a word that you guys really had a lot to say about in the cast preview breakdown. I, I just, I've never liked the word lover. I just don't like it. I think it's I think it's a cringy word. I, agree. I don't have an issue with the word lover. It's just that um, I don't like it when somebody's flaunting that. Yeah, well, it didn't look like a lot of the guys were. Well, I shouldn't say a lot of the guys. It really just looked like Mike P was struggling on this date. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're um, putting him the most. Yeah, a lot of guys they really embraced it. Like Connor had that song. Christian just took his pants off. You know, Carl went on like a eight year rant about how to be the greatest lover. I mean, at least he embraced his career. As a motivational speaker. I like Carl. I know you do. So um, Carl is our villain. We're coming to find out. And I, I I think that is fitting because he was cast to be on Claire and Tasha's season, which means the producers brought him to this actual season for a reason. And I think it's because uh, they knew he would produce a villain. I, I want to ask you guys something. Like, so when these seasons go on, um, is, does the producer uh, tell whoever the bachelor slash the bachelorette has to act upon like, you know, cue basically? Like basically like if Carl comes and if she does not have any feelings for him, is she still going to be like all, you know, the same way with him? Like, is she going to be like, oh yeah, I kind of do like you. Oh yeah, I mean. along the public. I mean, she probably only likes like three or five of them that she told them that she wants to keep and the rest are all producer picks. Yeah, I agree with that. She's been acting all this while? I mean, yeah, that's kind of like, it's just a show. It's a production. <laughs> yeah, there's no way she finds Carl like a husband-worthy person, I feel like. Well, I mean, even if she did, like, the producers were still going to keep him either way because they knew he was going to be a villain and like for on this date like we really see his villainous reign emerging and i i love that they all kind of are against him like it's not like a few guys against him it's not like the cody aaron thing where it was really just them against each other it's like all the guys are ganging up on carl and that's the kind of villain that i like like chad from jojo season chad mm-hmm. carl carl is like a way 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 watered down chad i think Probably. I, I feel he's like a stirrer. He just like kind of like, he's always like, you know, behind the scenes kind of guy. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's being portrayed as a villain very, very, very clearly. And I'm not sure whether that is palatable for everybody. Well, he's definitely a villain because he's a pot stirrer. Yeah, but I would... he's like clearly a villain though. You know if, I was on the, if I was on the Bachelorette, I would, I would do what Chad. I mean, not Chad. I would do what Carl's doing, but a little bit sneakier. I feel like not as, not as. Not like, as blatant. 
like yeah when like when everyone was asking who was it and carl was like oh i'm it it was me i would not i would definitely not say it was me yeah we'll we'll get to that later so on this group date we see carl really committing to the villain role kind of you know like all the guys are trying to stop talking he keeps going it's beautiful i loved it um Katie seemed like she was a little annoyed, but it was also funny. And then we get to Mike, who is in tears. He's broken. The producers have already broken this poor man. I told you this would happen. They were going to use his virginity as a way to completely destroy him. And uh, he actually throws it back in their face and uses it as a way to end up winning the gloat competition by reading her a little poem. So good on you, Mike, for throwing it back in the producers' faces. He really stole a show. He really did. He he kind of lost me, honestly. I think he's a little much. You think he plays into it too much? I think he's just a lot. Like, he's just a little too much for me. And uh, I think I think a lot of things about what was said in that poem that we're not going to get into. Uh, but I didn't really like it. So, but. Well, he seems like he is not cut out for the show and he definitely should not be there no we'll see uh we'll see how it unfolds he absolutely should not be there and they're just gonna like even though this ended up like putting him on top this time like they're absolutely still gonna try to break him in this way like just yeah. because just because she like liked it this one time does not mean they're not gonna keep pummeling him down like this like i feel you guys are underestimating him i feel that a guy like him who is basically like coming out from the shadows you never know what can be expected out of such a man so you you might be expecting that oh he's always going to be like this demure guy who is you know very i don't know like insecure about the fact that he's still a virgin or like maybe he's accepted that fact and he still wants to be like that but he's going to like force it upon people i don't know whatever but i feel that he might actually grow in the show itself and um you know, you might see a whole other range of personality come up through the show of him, which you might fall in love with. So I would say don't underestimate him. That's for sure. Maybe yeah, well, not underestimate him. I he think, won. I think his only plot point is going to be that he's a virgin. Because so far, he, that's all we've seen. Yeah, hopefully he can find something else that adds to his personality. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, but then we move on to the cocktail party. And... I don't know. This like this group of guys that are on this date, like they just kind of really bore me. <laughs> so um, Thomas got the rose in this group date. I find him not Katie's type, but <laughs> hashtag fake. I'm not saying he's fake. I just don't necessarily think he's Katie's type. So I was surprised that they like kind of have this instant kind of connection. Yeah, they really. Oh, there's a track. Yeah. And they seem very uh, in tune with each other. Yeah, I mean, like, super aggressive makeout session. And it was, it was, it was a lot. Yeah, I just feel like, I feel like everything Thomas says is just, like, he thought about for 30 minutes before he goes in. And that's all he knows how to do. And then after that, they just make out. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, fair enough. That's what you're supposed to do, I guess. But it just doesn't seem very natural to me. No, I I think he'll make it to like the top six oh, based really? on her attraction to like I just think she's attracted to him. Unless he comes out as not, he doesn't really want to be there for her. Yeah, maybe he's one of the there for the not right reasons, according to Carl. Yeah, 
Maybe. I don't. I don't think he has. A, he has good information on that. I think he's just saying that just to like, kind of, decrease. Yeah. The point. The um, point thing is, is that he obviously. He obviously has no idea who they are, but there are definitely people there that are like that. And oh make- yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I feel like majority of the people come on the show not there for the right reasons, but Carl just has no. Well, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But then we move on to Greg's one-on-one date, which is, I kind of did a little bit of research, like, while the show was on looking at um, Wikipedia of the past Bachelorette seasons to see if anyone who got the first impression rose went on the first date, and I didn't see any of them. Wow, making history. And I didn't, and most of them didn't even show that, um, the first impression rose recipient even received a date rose, like even a group date rose, except for, I think, in like Desiree season, um, which was forever ago that that happened. I think you got a group date rose, Ben. But yeah, so that was kind of like crazy. And Bracken and I actually were like talking about this today. I was saying like, oh, I'm excited for the episode. I wonder who's going to get the first one-on-one date. And I think you said like, oh, maybe it'll be Greg. And I was like, I really don't think they would do that because I don't think there's been a first impression rose recipient get the first one and bachelorette anyway like i'm not really sure about bachelor but that's like crazy that he got it um but i i think they did that because of their similar stories and the this date was kind of centered around her childhood memories with her dad who we found out passed away in 2012 um and the date was like just going fishing and pitching a tent and doing things out in nature which she expresses during the date to Greg like that this was stuff that her and her dad did a lot and it was nice to like remember him and um I really didn't like Greg on the date (laughs) but I found him boring like I had before and just like kind of dull but on the um, night portion of the date when he opened up and told her about him losing his dad as well that um really did bring me around bring me around to being a little bit of a Greg fan because it was very sweet, I think, how they shared that connection, yeah, that I, emotion. I liked the date a lot. I thought it was a good date because it wasn't like uh, it wasn't extravagant or anything, but also yeah. wasn't also wasn't nothing, you know. It was low budget, but I honestly feel like Katie like wanted that date, like she wanted that real date of just like you know doing that kind of stuff that she used to do with her dad and want to experience that. Um, with somebody and I think Greg would be like the perfect person too because you know he was her first impression rose so obviously like if you're going to share something like that deep and that personal you want to see with somebody who you are like thinking you could have an attraction to and also they did have that similar bond and connection of losing their father which um it really I think was a special moment for them to share that she seems really head over heels for him already yeah, honestly, like, he's probably going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. No, I wouldn't either. We'll see. Yeah, well, after um, Greg's date, he obviously gets the rose. They have fireworks, and, you know, uh, all the other guys have to come out and watch the fireworks from a distance while Katie and Greg share their special little moment after. Um, it was cute. I, I enjoyed that that moment. So cute. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I am. I, I came around at the end of that date and uh, have to retract my initial feelings about Greg, I guess. He um, is slowly but surely winning me over. 
I see why Katie is attracted to him now. <laughs> I did say, hey, I did say that I, I would be proven wrong. It, it was a possibility. So. I think if I was a girl, I would find Greg attractive. I don't find him, like, attractive. But, um, I don't know. I think just the way he, like, opened up and, you know, talked about everything and was there for Katie was uh, really sweet. And uh, that was what was attractive to me. Mm, I see. Yeah, that definitely that yeah spoke to me more than anything else yeah it was it was powerful it was powerful it it was it was very powerful um but after that there is mud wrestling (laughs) yeah there's mud wrestling um super fun date i i liked how taisha and caitlin came in woke all the guys up regardless of if they were on the date or not you know like they just came in there wreaked havoc oh true Um, very funny. Had the guys go run out there in their underwear, um, because they were going to put on their cowboy garb and some old man with a long beard was going to ring a bell and they were going to mud wrestle to the death. I love that old man. Yeah, he was pretty cute. He was star of the show. Yeah, we have some really good, um, intense mud wrestling scenes. You know, they're shirtless in their jeans and their boots in their cowboy hats mud wrestling. It looked super uncomfortable. It looked super cold. It looked like it hurt a lot. Um, but yeah, it was really entertaining to watch that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I gotta love when guys have to beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, I mean, this is why I watched The Bachelorette, for the forced violence. Forced violence? Yeah, why else would you watch this show? I mean, you should start watching WWE then. It's, it's way worse, trust not me. not the same. I want to watch guys who are unqualified to fight each other fight each other. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes WWE. it... Okay, they're trained. Like, they, they know what they're doing. Like, they know they're getting into a fight. These guys just come to the show unprepared. <laughs> like John. Uh, poor John. I mean, it was a draw. That's true. He did, he, so, that was ground. Tyler tied. Um, I think they just did that because John is too sweet. They want to break poor little John's heart. Yeah, they only want to break Mike. They don't want to break John. Right. For some Mike reason like, or another. I guess we'll find out about that later. Mike is like the big bad guy they're trying to chip away at. <laughs> no, they really are going to break that man. Like, they already have broken him. I feel bad for him. But, uh, no, I, I, think, I think they'll eventually start breaking John also. This will be a slow mental breakdown. I think John will go home next week, honestly. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I like John a lot. I think a lot of these guys, like, I kind of find dull right now, but John is somebody that I find intriguing. Mm, yeah, I like John too. Yeah, he's a cool guy. But what we really need to talk about about this group date is the Aaron versus Cody drama saga. So in the first episode, we see Aaron yelling at Cody and we get no context, no context, um, behind why he thinks Cody is this terrible person. Um, But we do find out that they know each other. They both live in San Diego and they're not really friends, but they know of each other. That was never really cleared up. Um, I really got Anna Redmond and Brittany Galvin vibes from this where Anna, you know, came on there and said she knew Brittany from Chicago and she was entertaining men for money and it was a lie. But uh, Aaron really doubles down and tells Katie that Cody is there for the wrong reasons. He's there for fame. He's not very nice. He's not a genuine guy. Uh, there's really no, like, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of Anna, like, saying this with no, like, concrete proof. 
Yeah. But the, somehow, but the crazy thing is that with Anna, it really backfired on her. Yeah. But with, but with Aaron, I think it actually put him ahead of a lot of guys because yeah. now, now so for some reason, Katie trusts him like more than anyone. Right. And he got his enemy like sent out right away. And then she pulls him aside later and is like, oh, yeah, so what do you think about the other guy? The other guy right. now. Yeah, that, that comes later on after Carl. But I just don't understand, like, I don't understand how we got to this point where she pulls Cody at the cocktail party. I mean, like, he did a really bad job of defending himself, but, like, she immediately just, like, doesn't have any questions else for him. She just believes Aaron. And I was like, there's literally no proof. Like, I where's think, the I, proof? I think he did such a bad job at like setting up for himself that she instantly believed Aaron when once she saw how he was acting. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think, don't I think, know. Yeah, I think I think if he would have set up a little bit better for himself, she probably would have gone back to Aaron and been like, okay, he seems like he's telling the truth, so I don't really know why mm-hmm. you're saying this about him. I would have liked to see Katie put Aaron and Cody like together in a room and then just have like a three way conversation. Yeah. That would have been really good. That I thought that's what she was going to do when she came out that second time. But she's going to be like, Aaron and Cody Kelly, like, I talked to you together. I like how she's, she's, uh, she's, not, she's not messing around. She's sitting right home. There's yeah, no beat around the bush. She's decisive. I mean, again, I think this is another maybe Bachelor at first where when she has doubts about somebody, she just immediately sends them home. She doesn't perpetuate the drama. Yeah. So that was nice. But I, I don't know. Like, I feel like this drama like, was missing something. Like, I feel like there's usually a definitive, like, side to take. And I really, like, have no idea whose side I am taking in this. Like, do I believe Aaron just, like, because Aaron said it first? I don't really – I don't really believe Aaron, to be honest. I remember last episode, when he came at Cody, Cody had, like, no idea why he was even mad at him. Yeah. So it just kind of seems like Aaron went in with uh, the idea that Cody just needs to go. (laughs) Yeah, Cody just, like – he didn't have a lot to say about it. He was like, I have no idea what he's referring to. And Aaron also didn't give specifics. He wasn't like, he was just like, oh yeah, on Instagram and the way he posts and the way he talks to people, like, can I get a specific instance? Like something I could maybe see on Instagram or like yeah. a person that could vouch for this behavior. Yeah, Aaron's body language, whenever he was, she was, he was first telling Kitty, he was really like, uh, looking around it was he looked super nervous and kind of like stressed out so he could he could just made the whole thing up who knows i'm kind of thinking he might have i think he might have too but but cody just did such a bad job he, he didn't even say he never said that he was only here for uh for her he never even said that so i mean if i was katie too i'd probably do the same thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was weird it was pretty weird but she does just send him home right away, and she says she sends him home because he wasn't defensive about it. Like, he was just kind of like, hmm, yeah, no, that's not me at all. And she said her reaction would have been really defensive. Yeah. I don't think he even said that. I don't think he even said that wasn't him. He was just kind of like, I don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that was more what he kind of said. Um, but, yeah, and even when he gets sent home, he's like, I totally understand. Maybe what happened was Aaron lied about the whole thing, but even though he lied, he was still right about Cody, <laughs> and Cody was only there to get famous. So it was like they were both wrong, but they uh, but the right thing happened anyway. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I have literally no idea. Like I have no solid thought about that. 
It was so fast. <laughs> it was so fast. Yeah, it was it was the quickest feud, I think, in Bachelor Nation history. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was crazy. Um, but then Andrew S totally plays his cards right off of the drama. Because she's, you know, crying or whatever, because she just sent Cody home and it's like a lot to deal with. And he comes and comforts her. What a sweetie pie. Andrew S. Such a cutie. But Andrew S., have to remind everyone, is Clay from Becca Cooper and Season's cousin. So obviously he was coached by Clay. Obviously he knows what to do. I, I, I know Andrew S. isn't just that charming he he was coached he's not just the guy next door i mean he kind of is but he was very he was really smooth he was yeah i i feel like he is a smooth guy but because of his cousin he's gonna have a little bit of an edge on competition i think he's gonna be there for a while oh heck yeah i think he's cool i'll hang out with him i think he's also one of the best looking guys there yeah i think so too so there's also that yeah and it totally works he gets script date rose True. It all worked out for him. It really does. <laughs> yeah, and then we like have the cocktail party. We're already at the cocktail party. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so Katie is wearing this dazzling one shoulder, high low slit green dress. Yes. Amazing. Do you think it's just going to be any night? Oh, you know what we do kind of need to talk about? We need to talk about how Hunter almost got the group day rose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew we forgot something. Hunter writes her this little poem or letter or whatever, and she thinks it's really cute, and she gives him an honorable mention at the handing out of the group day rose. She says, Hunter, like, I really loved our time together tonight, you know? I like like how she, uh, how she, like names some of the guys before she gives us the rosa i don't think uh i'm pretty sure matt james did not do that i think he did did he i think i remember him doing that oh maybe uh, i don't know but um it does it does up it is up the uh attention so that's cool yeah but hunter is gutted that he doesn't get it dude i love hunter he might be, he might be my favorite guy there now hunter is so rising and the guys that i think are my favorite like hunter is probably one of my favorites no hunter is one of my favorites he just has the best faces whenever anything happens the camera always goes to him because he's always making the perfect facial expression (laughs) he's like huh yeah his mouth just is always dropped open (laughs) love it i do i do like that um I kind of wish Hunter would have gotten the rose, but uh, I am I'm more on board with Andrew S. and Katie's relationship. I don't think Hunter and Katie are really going to be together in the end, unfortunately. Andrew S. is in my top four, so I'm uh, pretty pumped. I think that's a really good guy to have in your top four. Yeah. I can totally see it. Totally. Definitely one of the top four guys I like right now. Yeah. If I had to name top four guys I like right now the best, I'd probably say John, mm-hmm. Hunter, Andrew S, and hmm, who's the third? I do like Greg, honestly. He's probably the you, fourth, but... You like Carl. Oh, yeah, I do like Carl. Never mind. Replace Greg with Carl. That's who I like. 
Not because he's a, he's a he's a good match for Kate, just because he's funny. Yeah, let's actually talk about Carl at this uh, cocktail party. What the heck? This man, this man was like, you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? Make everyone in the whole house hate me in like less than ten minutes. Let's go. <laughs> speed run, speed run the Bachelorette. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, I mean, he is the most hated man in the house. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of for good reason. Yeah, he um he kind of did something similar to Aaron, but it didn't work. Because he didn't name anyone. He was just like, yeah, you know what? Like, every guy in this house except for me is here for the wrong reasons, but I'm not going to tell you why or who. Yeah, so he pulls Katie aside, and he's like, uh, I just want you to know I'm here for you, um, but some of the guys here aren't. And he's like, I don't want to get into specifics because I don't know all the details. But really what he should have said is that I don't want to get into specifics because I don't know crap about any of this that I'm saying. I'm literally just making it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was mad too. She was like, well, you, you can't just say you aren't going to give me information because like... Yeah, she said you don't have to, Yeah, she said you don't have to say names, but I think she really was like, okay, but like, what's the information? He didn't give any. And he didn't give anything. And I think that was his downfall because even though Aaron didn't really give information that was like super concrete he did give a name which placed enough doubt in her and he already knew her he knew him from yes and he knew him and cody validated that they knew each other see what happened was carl saw that aaron did that and he was like oh you know what i worked really well i'm gonna do the same thing but make it about more than one guy i think he got like really giddy he was like oh this is such a good this is such a good plan and then he went and did it and then didn't know what to say once he got in there Because he couldn't, he couldn't like, he couldn't accuse anyone because he didn't have anything to accuse them of. Carl, he Carl really, he really goofed it up. I think Carl knows that um, him and Katie just like d- don't have a connection, and he knows production will keep him around if he becomes a villain. I hope, I hope so. Oh yeah, I mean, like he definitely just bought himself like two more weeks at least. <laughs> Honestly, do you want to know what I think? Yeah. I think Carl is there for the wrong reasons. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Carl says he's there for Katie, but he's, he is basically lying. Like he literally is just straight lying and he's causing all this problem, all this drama. To me, that does not say there for the right reasons. He's not even being a, he's not even being a white knight at that point because he isn't saying any names. He's giving her nothing other than just like putting doubt and making her upset. But Carl knows that this plan will keep him around long enough and it'll give him a villain run, which will make him pretty likely to wind up on Paradise. Oh, yeah. No, he doesn't give a crap. I mean, in the very beginning of the episode, one of the guys, I think it was Brendan, was like, yeah, he said he's just here to play the game. So, like, he's even told guys, he's even told people that he's he's just there to play the game. I mean, it is a game. It is a game. I mean, it, it depends on what you what you go into the show with your goal being. If you're going to the show with your goal being to make it as far as possible, um, that's different from guys who, who go there wanting to find a wife. Because if you want to go as far as possible, making, starting drama is a really good way to do it. Um, and you're right. And then I might, I might that'll up your chances of you being on the next show mm-hmm. uh, in Paradise or whatever. And I mean, I think... He doesn't give a crap about Kitty. I mean, he's only known her for like three days at this point. So it's not like he cares about her feelings. <laughs> if it's going to make him stay there longer, then that's what he's going to do. Yeah. I mean, 
which, hey, I mean, that's, that's a strategy. I mean, I can't knock the guy. He is committing to a role. He's committing to a yeah. role. And uh, oh. it's, it's going to be good. I'm excited because when, when they ask, like, who is it, he kind of, like, looks around for a minute and is like, do I say something, do I not? And then he does, which was an interesting move to make. That, yeah, either that was I think, I think he saw that his um, play was over. Um, but other guys are going to, like, ultimately figure it out. That's why he said it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. But if I was to be on a reality TV show, like anything, I would definitely pick a role and just commit to it. Because, like, I think that's how you make things more interesting as a yeah or a viewer. I mean, honestly, Greg should totally commit to being, like, the sweet shy boy. Like, he should never change that role. Like, he needs to commit to that. Carl needs to commit to being the villain. Mike P needs to commit to being the virgin. You know, like, <laughs> just commit oh. to your role and you're going to make it far. These guys are trying to be all dynamic and stuff. Like, I think Mike with thirty guys in this in the same building. I think he has already committed to that. That's I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, and good for him. He's probably going to make fantasy suites now. <laughs> Look, the best way to stay on a reality TV show is be fun to watch for the viewers, and that's if I was on a TV show, that's what I would try to do the most is just be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, because you won't go away from a season like as a viewer. Remembering the good people. You remember, you remember the people who are fun to watch. Right. I don't know. I, I, I disagree with that. I would rather go for, you know, the, the truth. I would rather go for the person. If I like that person, I'm going to be there for as simple as that. I'm, I don't care who's watching me. I don't care who's judging me. Like, you know, if she likes me, if I like her, that's all I need, right? Yeah. If you don't want to make it very far. <laughs> <laughs> look look here's the thing you cannot go into these shows with no plan like that you have to yeah. you have to figure out what's going to make you what's your niche you know yeah. you can't go in just thinking okay i'm just gonna like the girl and see what happens yeah but my, my niche is my unique personality like everybody has their own unique personalities you're probably gonna have your own niche by just being yourself you know what i'm saying like well we'll yeah. see how far that gets some people who are trying that yeah, there's people on there trying that. Lots of people, actually. I think Michael, A, is committing to the dad role. Ooh, can we talk about him? Yes, I love him. But he also is super cringe. I think he really messed up. I think, I think he's going home in like two weeks. <laughs> I think he's going to get the next one-on-one. -on -one. I really? think the preview kind of showed. I thought that was him in the one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, um, it was. I'm pretty sure it was. Like, I could be wrong, but um, it looked like him. And I think uh, he just has a good story. Like, I think producers want him to be able to tell his story of him losing his wife. Oh, he loses his wife? Yeah, he's a widower. Oh. That's what I had heard going through the grapevine. I think I mentioned it last episode, maybe. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, I think you did. Um, but yeah, he's a widower. So like, that's a really, really good story to tell. And um, I think producers want that. So I think they're going to, they, maybe they see she doesn't really have that strong connection with him. So they're going to give him a date. Like soon <laughs> what role should so mike should he should go with the role of dad right yeah oh he should totally double down on like the package deal i'm a dad like being a single dad is my life you know i lost the love of my life but i i want to you know find love again yeah i yeah. think i think john should go with the role of like super super gentleman the ultimate gentleman 
just the ultimate nice guy. Yeah, he know? should really <laughs> he should really be like the fragile guy. Mm, like girls just like commit, that. Just commit to being like the softy. Some girls like that. Yeah. Hunter should fully commit to being the guy who says funny things and makes funny faces. Yeah, he needs to commit to like the like the class clown guy. Yeah, yeah. Trey, Trey, I think is trying to commit to the nice guy role, and I don't know if it'll work for him. Trey is like a mix of nice guy and jokester as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I Trey didn't get a lot of screen time. No, I don't know. Connor B, the cat guy, needs to totally commit to being the cat guy. <laughs> like out of the cat suit he still needs to be the cat guy like the quirky <laughs> funny guy hmm. yeah i don't know i mean i i think you guys are narrowing down the personalities to only some, some of the things that we're watching that I is what the show is about i think it's gonna be more interesting if i see all aspects of their personality you know yeah i mean the few guys who she's like really into we'll see i guess more dynamic like greg like tonight like like the f- first episode in the f- beginning of this episode i was super bored by greg still but then when he started to open up and we learned more about him i was like oh yeah like greg's a good guy yeah you know what it is it's weird because you would think yeah like they should show all parts of their personality but i think the problem is is when they just come in just being themselves and they don't give you like a, a like a direct role they're playing it leaves you with too many things to choose from so you just end up with nothing and right so, like, I, that's what I, greg he was like he was just kind of like him you know and he was kind of shy. That's that's kind of what people picked up on. But like, when you don't have when you don't have a certain niche you're in, you just kind of come off of it with nothing. Right. Yeah, but how far are you gonna you know drag that same personality though? Like the whole freaking get... ride, baby. You gotta run that to the end. Just because like, well, once well, once it's a little deeper in the show, they can they can get away from that a little bit and start to show yeah, more. A little bit, but you don't want to like if you're really just like trying to go far. As far as possible, you need to like have a strong role. Yeah, and I then, feel like, like you guys are not going to go over there for the right reasons. I would never go on this show. For yeah, that. I would never go on the show either. <laughs> like, if I'm, I'm going, going I'm show, going for the right reasons. I want to marry that girl. Whoever I'm going for. Oh heck no! I would never <laughs> marry that girl. Give me on to get on that Mexican beach. Hey, maybe even become the Bachelorette and be on that for the wrong reasons too. <laughs> look, 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 if I was on the Bachelorette. Sure, I would. I would be friends with the girl. After yeah. if I get if I, if I get if I get kind of far, um, but I would go on to have a good time. Yeah, I, I would go for a good time to become a social media influencer, live the freaking life, travel the world for free, make some really good friends who are also going to be social media influencers, so we can have a fun life together. Then I want to go to Mexico, have another free vacation. Um, yeah, here's the thing. If, if I'm going to the Bachelorette and the Bachelorette is a person who I probably don't want to be with because if your last option or your best option to finding someone to love is going on a show where there's 30 dudes, I probably don't want to be with you anyway. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? Why would I ever want to date a guy or like get engaged to a guy who was just with 30 other women? Like, I don't <laughs> right, want Right, but that. I mean, he chose you amongst those 30 women. Okay, big whoop. I don't care. I could find another guy that's going to choose me and didn't date 30 women. <laughs> Maybe on the beach of Mexico. Who knows? <laughs> Get me to paradise. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I feel that that's, I don't know. That's, I feel that's wrong. Lauren's like, the bachelor is just a stepping stone to paradise, okay? The ba- yeah, that's what I said. Um, we were talking, Greg and I were talking about uh, the bachelor. What were we talking about the other day? I don't remember. 
but I was explaining Paradise. Like, after, I was like, oh, after you're on the show, you can go to Paradise and stuff, because you've never seen Paradise. And you were like, oh, I feel like I would want to go on Paradise first. And I was like, you can't. You literally have to take the prerequisite class of going <laughs> on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette to then graduate and go on Paradise. Like, you have to do it. So yeah, if, so if I was actually looking for love, that's probably what I would do. Yeah, if I went on, if I went on Paradise, I genuinely think I could find somebody that way. Like I would be open to actually dating somebody for real on Paradise. I would, I would be there yeah. for the right reasons, kind of. Like mm. if I found somebody great, if I didn't, great. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's very simple. It's very cut and dry. If I like the person, I would want to date them, and I would want to consider um, being in a serious relationship with them. Simple as that. Very simple. If I like them, I like them. If I don't like them, I don't like them. That is you know? so good that you go on for the right reason, Charville. That's good. I mean, that is that is what that you is are. Good. That is what you should do, really. You would you would be the guy telling Katie that Bracken's there for the wrong reasons. Yeah, you'd be. You'd I be, would not oh, be. Doing you'd that. be Aaron. You'd be Aaron. Yeah, you'd be Aaron in the situation. But then, after Carl's talk, she she comes out. She yells at the guys to get the f out if uh, they're not there for the right reasons. Which I don't know why the bachelors always do this because. Obviously, the they're not going to be like, oh, you got me, bye. So well, it's like, whole, I just stood up and just left. <laughs> yeah, it's this whole scene um, for nothing. But then she pulls Aaron, and Aaron's, like, sweating bullets. He's like, oh, my gosh, what, what, what was said about me? Like, I'm so confused. But she's like, um, I pulled you aside because I trust you. And I'm like, for what? For what? All you did was accuse Cody of something that I don't even freaking know. I don't even know. Why? Yeah. There must have been more conversation they had than a music. Yeah. I think... I think Aaron is more manipulative than anybody else. Mm -hmm. I think he um, he kind of sort of did Cody in like with with. The, I felt that Cody's reaction was way more like he was trying to understand what happened. He was in shock. Like he was shock, like yeah. he was like uh, I don't know what happened. I I don't know him much. I do know him. Maybe he exaggerated something. Like I don't know what's going on. Like, and I feel that Aaron kind of took advantage of that fact, and he knew that he—that's how he's gonna act because he knew him from beforehand, and because um, he didn't—he didn't talk about any instant as you guys were talking about. Like he didn't talk about any instance. He was talking about how malicious he is and how bad he is and stuff like that. But I can talk about broccoli the same way, and you know. Cody, Cody make everybody would be else awful. realize that broccoli is bad, I guess, or something. Cody would be awful for uh, Big Brother because in that show, you are constantly accused of things that you definitely either did or did not do. But any, either way, you have to be able to take that information and flip it around on the person that said it about you. Well, good thing he's not on Big Brother, but he also did terrible on The Bachelorette. So. Yeah, so if you're doing bad on The Bachelorette, you would not do good at all on Big Brother. Yeah, I mean, Hey, maybe Cody will come out and tell his story, uh, tell his side, because I really would like some context to that. But to be very honest with you, I find uh, the issue with Katie. That's uh, very honestly, I'm telling you, that's that's where I find the true issue is because she was there for Brittany and Anna's thing to happen in front of her, and she could not make parallels. And I'm quite shocked that that's that's how she reacted to the whole thing because yeah. she immediately took the other person's word instead of like actually investigating and i must give props where it's due matt james actually behaved admirably well with the whole britney and anna situation and even later on with uh the the double 
date thing i think it, i think it was serena and katy i'm not sure i think it was both of them but but he was he he actually heard both the sides and he would like ask them to talk to each other and stuff like that i feel that's yeah. what was required over here that's why i feel like more was maybe said that we didn't know and also like she said she didn't like the way cody reacted and i think she just like like she just knew she wasn't going to like cody after this she was like eh, i'm just like i'm not feeling with him anyway i'm just going to get rid of him and um yeah and she's playing psychologist when she shouldn't be like you know you don't know how the other person is until and unless you hear like their story completely I- I like that she just nipped the drama in the bud. Like she just knew right away. Like okay, like obviously I'm not that into Cody. I don't trust Cody anymore. Um, I'm gonna have to get rid of one of them. So I, I just know like it's not gonna work with Cody. I'm gonna do it now. And I, I respected that she did that. Uh, the I, way I respect that, but I would have respected it properly and even more if she would have done that for to both of them. And that's what I was saying during the show when we were watching no, it. I was, was like, just not gonna happen. That's just not how the show works. Like, there was no way both of them were going to go home. No way. It should have happened. Is she should have said, okay, you guys, you know what? I don't know who's telling the truth. Get back in the mud pit, and whoever dies first, <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah, I would have liked that. But <laughs> um, we end on a cliffhanger. Everyone hates Carl. Katie's crying. Um, maybe people are there for the wrong reasons. I don't, I don't know. But it looks like next episode is going to be really dramatic, really good. Um, Carl's going to really emerge as the villain. And I can't wait can't wait can't wait so thank you everyone for joining us for our episode two recap Uh, if you're not already following us on instagram please follow us at the rosie recap and please 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 rate us five stars on apple Podcasts. that would make our day and that's a wrap for the rosie recap see ya adios